podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Liver Birds. We're delighted to be back so soon, albeit that the uh, season is coming to a somewhat truncated halfway point. Um, So joining me today, I've got my regular contributors, Randy and Amy Kate, um, and we are going to get straight into it. So welcome, ladies, and let's start with um, our most recent game, uh, the last League game of the first half of the season at home to Southampton. Uh, delighted that we've got back to winning ways in the league as well. Um, let me start with you, Amy Kate. Did you manage to see the game? I'm hoping it wasn't uh, like another 4:30 in the morning kickoff, but you know that. <laughs> but obviously, you have to you know, make make your best arrangements that you can. Yeah, no, actually, well, hello, everyone. Um, I, I, we have seven o'clock, uh, seven, seven o'clock kickoff. So that wasn't too bad. Um, and I did get to see the game and, um, we had a little small group together to watch it, which was great. And yeah, it was, it was, it was exciting. And it was, I guess because we've had a rough season, um, it's more exciting now that we're kind of back in that winning ways. I'm really, really pleased with the way they played yesterday. Yeah, I think so. I I thought it was a bit of a game of two halves. Um, Randy, did you did you manage to see the game at all? Uh, hi, yeah, yeah. Well, it was very exciting way of watching a match actually because first I started out at the train station, so I saw fifteen minutes in a pub there. Then I put my um, uh, headphones up. No, on and the start of the radio from LFC TV whilst entering the train. And then I got into the TV station and actually watched part of it on the train. Then I stopped to do some shopping, uh, walking around with the match in my hand. <laughs> so that was it. You know, I was watching and listening on all, all fronts, so to say, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> Kate it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so no, so I really it, enjoy that match because, as you said, Amy Kate, it was a bit like back to our old selves again. Especially first half was very good. I thought you know you could recognise us with the high defensive line, with a lot of stuff going on in midfield, and uh, Elliot was very very good, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He was. He absolutely was. Um, I think that uh, particularly his his um, chipped ball in for Nunes 
Oh. Uh, for for the hmm, was that the second or the third goal? I'm I'm I think it was the second actually. But but you know what? I it's so long since we scored three goals in a half. Yeah. <laughs> in a league game, and I I've, I think I've got slightly confused. Um, the bit I suppose I was slightly disconcerted with was literally the like their first proper attack. That it was all it was pretty much an unmarked header into into yeah. our goal which yeah. was, was which was a little was a little bit worrying to be honest and you know with Southampton you come to expect that they're going to have great um delivery from James Ward Prowse or mm-hmm. um and I've and god the guy's name's gone straight out of my head um the other uh, anyway but, but <laughs> it felt like we you know, over the last few years, I've got used to us being able to properly defend balls into the box. And it, it just felt like, I don't know, we just kind of didn't. Um, and I'm not saying it wasn't a good ball. Mm. I'm not saying it wasn't a good ball into the box. But it, it just felt like it was so easy for them um, in terms of their fir- first attack. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you thought, Amy Kate, but that was sort of, I was a bit kind of, oh. <laughs> I I I was like, kind of, you know, had to like, just pick my mouth up off the floor because I was just cut. Kind of, uh, I mean, because it's something we would have done, right? And it yes. wasn't us. And I was so part of me was like, well done, you know, give credit where credit's due. And then I was like, oh, here we go again. And then you know that was it for them. Um, but. I mean, it was, there was no mark. It was beautiful. And I was, oh, here we go again. You know, I was, I was a little, it made me a little nervous and it kind of made my, my heart sink a little bit. Cause I was like, oh, yeah. this is, this is, if this is the way they're going to play, we're going to have some problems. But it was, it was just a really great, you know, great goal on their part. And then we got yeah, back I into mean, it. So no, maybe that's it. Maybe, we, maybe we just say, do you know what? It was just a great ball. Um, but but I think still think our marking could have been better on Shay Adams, frankly. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, no mm-hmm. no argument there. It was just you know, and we we do make mistakes. We are human, so you know. But I, I I'm guessing we they saw they realized that because it didn't happen again, you know. And earlier in the season that would have. So it's so, good to see. Well, they'd had a sighter, hadn't they, in the first sort of minute or so. Um, and, and Randy, I'm not sure the period of time that you actually managed to see it on the TV, but certainly, you know, Adams had had a misdirected header mm. really early in like the first minute, minute and a half. It was like a decent ball in and he, and he sort of glanced it the wrong way. Um, and then obviously there, you know, Alison pulled off what two, three fantastic saves in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, another one from Ad- from an Adam Heather, um, a sort of one-handed uh, sort of push push away. So it wasn't that they didn't create further chances. We just have, you know, the one of the best keepers in the world yeah. um, t- between our sticks, which I'm which I'm obviously delighted about. But yeah. um, so it was so confusing though because uh, he looked so different. 
He he'd taken his beard. Somebody was going to mention it. <laughs> I, I, I already had that so too. I was like, oh. <laughs> and they also had a new um, uh, a new uh, sort of kit on, a new collar or something I haven't seen. So uh, it was one of the guys I'm always uh, chatting with uh, whilst we watch a match. I said, oh, who's this new keeper? And, and I hadn't really looked at him until then. And I was like, what? <laughs> Do we have a new keeper now then? That's weird. So it, it it took a lot of uh, well we made a lot of fun out of that. So in the end he was just the good old Alison saving absolutely everything. Well almost then I thought he was yeah. so so brilliant. He, he, Can we talk about how handsome he is? Who knew yeah. all that hair? We do with that. But wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to talk about how handsome we are. We What I will say though is that. Two two of my um, friends that I go to the game with, they were the ones who mentioned to me, to, so two of my male friends um, who mentioned to me and said, I can't believe, like, you know, Alison's shape, like what's happened to the beard and whatever. And I said, well, you know, I I hadn't really noticed and I genuinely hadn't, right? So really? he pretty much had his back to us for most of, because I'm in the <laughs> And I wasn't, I, I, you know, I wasn't looking that closely. Now, to be fair, you know, my eyesight isn't the best and I and I wear glasses, but I wasn't, I wasn't really, it, it didn't register with me, right, that he'd got rid of the beard and everything. And then <laughs> he just looked so different. It was just, and I thought, yeah. wow, this is a, this is a strange conversation to be having about <laughs> <laughs> I shave off his beard. And I sort of said, because I hadn't been paying attention, I said, well, did he keep the moustache and just get rid of the beard? Or because or, I didn't know. <laughs> he went, no, no, it's all it's all gone. And I it's said, it's all gone. <laughs> I said, oh, do you, do you think it's a thing for the uh, in anticipation of the World Cup? Is he kind of, you know, is this about, you know, go, I don't know. And they were yeah, going, maybe. Oh, it could maybe be, actually. The World Cup. I, I just made it up. I have no idea why I did it. Maybe just fancy to change. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yes, it was an actual talking point within. <laughs> <laughs> we all um, talked about it too. It was kind of funny. And then it's like, yeah. we're actually talking about his beard, but yet we can't stop talking about his beard. So, <laughs> or lack thereof. But no, it, he looks like a different person. And I, and I think I've had this conversation with a few different people and I did see a couple of jokes. Who's the new keeper? Exactly what you said. Um, yeah. So, so it was, <laughs> he, he's one of those people that looks completely different. And, you know, and it was getting quite bushy. And I remember noticing it a couple of games ago because I didn't get to watch um, the Derby game. I couldn't get it on television. Yeah. So the game before that, I just thought, God, it's getting kind of bushy. And then it's gone. <laughs> I was all, oh, he lets the listen. So. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. So <laughs> no beard, he was still saving a pretty yeah. much thing that came at him, which is that which is the most important thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Very oh. recognizable in the way he played. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Recognizable in the way that he <laughs> but can we also just have a little chat about young Darwin Nunes? Oh yes, oh, please. Yes. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch. And those must-have fan threads. Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. 
From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. <laughs> um, I, I just, you know, I think we are, I mean, not that we ever thought he, you know, there, there's been some really weird narrative going on around him. And I think partly because of how um, Haaland has come in, yeah, you know, been banging on him left, left right and centre. But you know he's he has been scoring goals since he got here, um, and you know another two lovely finishes can we oh. say yesterday as well, um, yeah. with with two you know two great assists. We talked about Harvey Elliott, but also great to see Robbo back on the assist trail. Yes, mm. indeed, and he had two as well, and apparently he's got a record now in Premier League for a defender. Yeah. Yes, he does, and I think he's he's not far. He's only a few behind somebody like I don't know Gary Neville or something like that. I can't I can't remember anyway. Um, but I but uh, delighted yeah. to see him on the score sheet. I'm still uh, so let me let me ask the question, right? And I, I don't know if I'm going to be surprised at the answer or not. Randy, did you? On the way that it was either described or what you saw, did you believe that we should have had a penalty for the foul on Mo Salah? Absolutely. Amy Kate, did you believe or see that that game and did you think that was a penalty of the foul on Mo Salah? Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, Let me rephrase that. I was surprised we didn't get it and then again, not surprised. So, yeah. yeah. Because it's Mo Salah. Right. You need to basically decapitate him before yeah. the referee will give him a penalty. I was I was genuinely gobsmacked. And even when when I... Cause, and I saw it in real time, one time only, and I was convinced it was a penalty because of the way the guy had his hand on his arm. He didn't get the ball. He was holding him back. But apparently, because Mo tried and sort of managed to get a toe poke on the ball, that wasn't a penalty. Oh, and that's I'm, ridiculous. I'm, well, I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with because when I saw on, I saw the highlights on, uh, I don't know, it's match of the day or something else, and they barely mentioned it. They kind of mm. did replay and went, mm, yeah, well, he hasn't really got hold of all of his shirt or something. It's ridiculous. I mean, he wasn't just holding him; he was pulling him back. Because when you see it the reverse way, you see actually sort of holds, drags him back, and that is not, as far as I know, allowed. It isn't. It's a foul. (laughs) Anywhere else on the pitch, you would give a foul. But I genuinely think there is some sort of, you know, uh, you know, well, not even subtle. But there is a, there is an, a definite thing on referees about the the lack of penalties and fouls that are given against Salah. 
or sorry, given for Salah against other players um, in comparison to, to because, you know, he generally he gets assaulted at least once a game. Mm. Right. I find I find it incredibly, you know, and I, even there's a little bit something slightly distasteful underneath it. But anyway, um, luckily it didn't impact the outcome of the game. But I do, I do, I, I get, I find myself getting more and more wound up about it mm. actually, because they, they're so. Especially great. when you have, especially when you have like uh, pens. That did you see the one that the Bruyne got uh, last weekend? It was like he was nobody was touching him. And that's a pen. And then what? What's wrong with this? You know, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so the the thing was that I felt like after the first half that that there would be more goals in the second half. I was thinking, oh, you know, you know, we could get you know a few more, do something, and it just it felt to me in in a weird way that the second half was a bit of a damp squib. It became a bit of a, a nothing match now. You know, you might want to argue that, well, you know, we were broadly in control and, you know, we had some chances, but we we didn't convert them. By the same token, Southampton had some chances and we talked about, you know, Alisson pulling off two or three really good saves in the second half. It just, I don't know. It felt like the second half just sort of didn't really go anywhere. Do you know Mm. what I mean? It wasn't as exciting for sure. No, and I, you know, don't get me wrong, I wasn't wanting like Southampton to score any more goals, but I, d- I just felt like a slightly missed opportunity, maybe. Yeah. Um, having said that, you know, we we did what we needed to do in in the first half. We got the three points. Um, the other thing, and I, I just sort of mentioned it in passing because of the the sort of way the time works. So obviously, Man City were the early kickoff. Uh-huh. Um, on Saturday, and we were we were in a, a pub having a drink before we were going down to the ground, and it was you know second half, and it was one one, mm-hmm. and I was saying to you know what one of my friends Paul, I was just sort of saying to him, oh, well you know we all know what's going to happen, you know Man City are going to get a goal in the <laughs> ninety minute or what have you. Anyway, off we went. Um, anyway, went down to went down to the ground, got in, thought thought no more about it. It wasn't until um, just uh, I think it was half time and I was talking to the one of the women who sits near me um, and I said to her, oh, you know, did did Man City like win the game then against Brentford? And she went, no, they lost. I went, really? <laughs> and she said, yeah, Brentford scored in like the 98th minute. <laughs> and that was the, that was the first time I knew about it. Because I was so convinced, because that yeah. is just what City do. I right. was so convinced they would just find a way to get a winner in the in the you know, like I say the ninety fifth, ninety eighth, whatever minute. And um, so that perked me up no end as well. <laughs> and then you know, as as we were sort of <laughs> the game was over, and uh, you know we were sort of applauding the team or whatever, and George comes on over the tannoy and and gives the results, and obviously you know finishes off with former three. Yeah, <laughs> which, oh, nice. which was just a lovely way to kind of bookend <laughs> the day, really. Yeah. And and apparently that so there's been a load of stuff over social media around like a load of the Everton fans like losing their shit at the end of the game and like shouting at the players and what have you. 
And apparently, I, I don't know exactly what happened. One of my friends said apparently a Wobie threw his shirt into the crowd, into the crowd, and they threw it back at him. I heard that. I did not see that, but I heard that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's just been made up or something. If it's just become a bit of an apocryphal story, but it just really made me giggle. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I just. Uh, so I think it was a, you know, it was it was good to get back to winning ways, good to get another three points in the Premier League. Um, but obviously we we um, you know, we we've had a few games in in mm-hmm. quite a short succession. Um, so we're going to sort of go, kind of go back in um, in chronological or, or sort of chronological order because, um, and Amy Kay, I appreciate that you didn't manage to see the game. Um, cause it wasn't, it wasn't on a, a channel that you could, you could get hold of. But we obviously had the League Cup, uh, right. tie against Derby on. I saw, I saw the highlights and I did get to see, cause you know, social media loves to put different pieces. So I got to see the penalty shootout and Kelleher's <laughs> amazing keeper skills. So definitely he's a keeper. So oh. yeah, I did get to see that. So. Even though I didn't get to see the game, I did get to see the best bits. <laughs> yeah. And um, it, it was one of those that it, it felt like the longer it went on, there was an inevitability about this was going to go. <laughs> yeah. It was either going to be Derby were going to score like a 92nd minute winner or it was going to go to a penalty shootout. It didn't It didn't feel like there were going to be any other um, outcomes. Um, and... Uh, Randy, I, I presume you were sort of somewhat in the same position because it wasn't on. Um, well, I don't know if it, it, it might have been on Sky or something. It was on. Well, I could see you, it. You could see it. Okay. Yes, of course. Sometimes I can see things in Norway that you can't see in England, which is absolutely <laughs> weird. But I don't know why. So yeah, I so saw it, I and, and I just felt like you, like you said, this was one of those matches. First of all, I thought, who is this playing? It was almost a completely new crew, you know, for us. But yes. it was so you, you knew uh, it was going to be weird and strange and maybe a bit funny. And uh, but really, really nice to see so many young guys, of course. Um, I, I, I just really, um, I had really good things fed back to me from a couple of people who went to the game about some. Is it Doak or Doak? Yeah, Ben because- Doak. He's uh, he's Scottish and he was absolutely amazing. He was still sixteen. <laughs> yeah. So he's just uh, madness. He would be. He looked like you know a very very young um, Salah in a way. So uh, it's so nice to see and such a confident young man. You know, going straight for it. You know, dribbling like he's done nothing else and and putting the ball back into the pen area and it was just really really good. So that was nice. That's all. That's always good to hear. Yeah. Then, then Quivine turns up and just does his thing again. Oh God, what a man! <laughs> I mean, we got the best. Well, uh, no, the best goalkeeper in the world, and the next, because we got the two best. He is just amazing. And saving is his fourth uh, pen shootout now. Yes. That's also like kind of a record, apparently. I mean, it, it's madness. The way he does that, I, do, I think actually he's better than Ali's on the line. Mm. But what what we should talk about is the um, 
the Derby keeper because he was one of uh, a bit like, do you remember our goalie um, from Istanbul? The crazy one on the line, you know, doing all sorts of yeah. mad movements. Oh, Jersey do that. Yeah, that's right. But not just doing that, every time he steps two steps ahead of the line before the shot. So he should have had, he should have been stopped much earlier. What they did was just having a little chat with him. I mean, that is not allowed, is it? No. No, to step out, to two steps <laughs> out before yeah. anyone has shot. He was mad. You have so to I keep... do understand why some so many of ours didn't hit the goal because he was he was making it absolutely impossible. So I was so proud of Elliot and uh, yeah. what was the other one? Um, Bobby didn't man- manage and Bajadic didn't manage, but no, Ox no, no, no. and Nunes and Elliot. But that was really really difficult. Oh, the other one was Oxley Chamberlain. Yeah, Ox was good as well. Yeah, it was good to see him back too. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut in, but it was, was good say, to see him back out. Yeah. See him back from from injury. You know, he's he's had a terrible time, and um, you know, he's he's unfortunately, you know, I do think ultimately his time with us come to an end. But you know, hopefully, um, he'll be able to to be a decent contributor to us for the, for at least the rest of this season, um, and stay and stay fit. So no, yeah. it was was good to good to see him back um and like i said i've sort of you know i've read i've read the reports um i've seen a a, a few uh you know a few little bits and bobs unfortunately i didn't get to see a massive amount of that but i'm de- you know delighted for us to go through and then what happens <laughs> we draw fucking man city <laughs> yeah. in the next round i mean if you know i know that there are conspiracy theorists out there at times, I have a bit of sympathy for them. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, somebody is taking the piss out of us. And it's our first game back after the World Cup finishes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, and also the draw in the Champions League doesn't help either, does it? I mean, it's like, okay, let's give it all to us straight away. Yeah, well, we'll, we will, we'll come on to that. But... I do. The only thing I think that sort of occurred to me was that Man City have got double the amount of players we've got called up to the World Cup. So um, yeah. a few ju- judicious injuries, <laughs> you know, nothing yeah. career-ending, but you know, a few things <laughs> that keep people out um, for you know for a few weeks, you know, maybe till the end of January or something when they come back from the World Cup. That'd be nice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, they might we... just be really tired too, because they if if they go through, if England goes as far as well, actually it doesn't really matter because there's a lot of players that they have outside that. If if their players, a lot of their players are you know active, then yeah, it's gonna it's also gonna be to our advantage. It is. I mean, I I would in so in that respect, do you potentially want Belgium? to go reasonably far in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, not Brazil and uh, not France and not, you know, yeah, I don't know. Not, not Brazil and not France. Or Netherlands. Um, or, the, or the Netherlands, yeah, or England. Well, I, so the thing is, I don't care, right, if England, I, I don't want England to win it, obviously, um, but I don't care if they go reasonably far. The the issue I've got is that they're not going to play Alexander Arnold. 
So he's just going to mm. go there and sit on the bench for like a month and then come yeah. home. Um, so he's not really going to get a rest. That's why. I, so I was really pissed off when I found out that that Southgate had picked him because, frankly, he doesn't know what to do with him, and they never and no. so they shouldn't get nice things because they don't know how to look after them. Because the likelihood is, if he does play, he'll get injured. That's just what happens. Yeah, exactly, and that's so annoying. He, he should have been with the club and the boys doing some relaxing and training. Exactly. So, although I, I, um, I, I obviously have missed this somewhere along the way, but apparently we're going to Dubai, or yeah. some for, for some warm weather training, and and we're going to play AC Milan. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. That's the first. I'm, I'm just hearing this now. I did not realize that. Uh, well, that's what that's what I've been told. So, uh, so now, uh, you know, it it's possible that not everything in what I've been told is correct, but but uh, it's a fairly reliable source. So yeah. that that's what I understand is going to happen sometime during the period when uh, the the World Cup is on. So you know, uh, we'll see, we'll we'll see what happens. And I get that. Actually that sounds pretty legit though, because they do go to Dubai. They do go in the warmer weather. Um, it because it, it is you know winter here, so it would make sense for them to go to Dubai where they can do all of that stuff. So, and they're not too far away from um, you know they'll be in the Middle East, so any players that get released can go straight there and and continue. Yeah, so exactly. it actually makes sense that they're um, that they're doing that. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, um, so yeah, so so we, so yeah, so we got Man City first game back after the World Cup. Um, obviously, it's a little bit further away, as in February. But you know, lucky old us, uh, we <laughs> drew Real Madrid in the last sixteen of the Champions League. Yeah. So, uh, Brandy, would you like to go first with your thoughts on the Champions League draw? I was a bit. Again, you would all go for what about uh, what's wrong with Porto again? But but it is a bit boring, isn't it? So um, I thought maybe wait a bit with Real. On the other side, on the other hand, it might be good to just. It is just one of those, and it's two games because the trouble with meeting them in the final that we've done twice in three four years. It's better, I think, over two two games. So depending on who's playing for us at the time, who's injured, who's not, maybe we got some new guys in. Uh, so maybe it is a good idea, actually. Maybe it's it's good. I think. Oh, so so the you know I think it would be slightly better if we had the second leg at home, but we don't because yeah, obviously that's true. we finished second in the group. But that that with notwithstanding. Um, Amy Kate, your views? I I agree with Mandy. I I I don't like it. You know, I just don't like playing them. I I'm not a big fan of Real the way they play, and usually they've got dirty players, and it just yeah. Uh, but if we can, if we do have two games to play over, if we can get through, we don't have to play them again, so they're done. You know, so if we can just get past that. It actually is a good thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, 
it's frustrating, but it is what it is. And let's just do our best. And, and I, I actually have confidence. I think that we could get through this. Yeah. I look on, I, I don't fear anybody for Liverpool in the Champions League. I just would have preferred not to have drawn Real Madrid. But, you know, having said that, I think we... Look, I I know it's a different team, but if we, um, you know, if we can beat Barcelona over two legs after going 3-0 down in the first one, um, Mm -hmm. reason we can't do Real Madrid over two legs... Um, you Agreed. know, An- Ancelotti is a wily old fox. Um, what they don't have is anymore, um, is they don't have Casemiro, who probably I would say was probably one, I would argue was probably their best player or one of their best players in the final, um, last season. So, yes, I know he's gone to Man United, but, you know, we, at least we don't have to deal with him against Real Madrid. So, um, yeah, it would be in, interesting to to see because the likelihood is that Spain, as Germany will, and the Bundesliga will, they will have a further rest after the World Cup. And this is, this is the thing that's potentially going to be an issue for us. So, hmm. Bundesliga... Once the World Cup's finished, they they basically um, shut down. They might, you know, I'm not sure exactly when, but in effect, their league games don't start until something like the 20th of January. So, oh. um, and and I think La Liga is doing something not dissimilar. So, their players will get the opportunity for a rest when they come back from the World Cup. And you know, lo and behold, the Premier League, we're we're back in action. Not you know, forget about the League Cup where we're playing like the 20th or the 21st of December. Um, you know, we're we're back on Premier League duty on Boxing Day on the 26th of December. So there's no, you know, there's no rest. Um, it, it, anyway, it is yeah. what it is. Um, you know- so that's the only thing that, that sort of worries me about it. I think we, you know, we, we it's such a truncated season for us that they're, they're, they're bunging so much in that second half of the season that I just yeah. you know I just worry about our physical fitness to your point around you know who we've got available how many people we might have injured I right. think January transfer window is going to become ever more important for us to be honest um, yeah. at this rate but yeah you know what if you want to at the end of the day you want to win the Champions League you have to beat everybody um, so if we're going to win the Champions League, we just need to get past Real Madrid and then worry about who we draw next. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, the one thing that I wondered, and there might be a reason in my ignorance to this. So when COVID happened, they obviously had to stop 12 weeks, go through all the stuff. We didn't know what was going to happen, but it pushed everything out. And, you know, we had to start the season late and, you know, everything was cramped. But we don't have the Euros just happened. The World Cup is early, so there's mm-hmm. no reason why they couldn't, knowing that they were pushing the World Cup, you know, because of where it's at and all of that. Don't get me started. But but mm-hmm. you know they're they're cramming. It. Why do they have to keep with the it being, you know, in the end of May? Why can't they push it out a little bit? Yes, okay, they don't get the same rest, but 
there there's no reason they could have made the the season a little bit long extended it out a little bit longer instead of doing what they did i that's where i don't understand and maybe that's just beyond me and i just don't but there was no need to to cram everything in especially you know then we didn't expect the queen to die so um there's still a game in hand for us and a few others plus there's another game because we only hit 14 games not 15 games so um this period as well so there's still a game that has to be made up yep there is you know? um, and they still there's... have that i think that was the wolves game yeah uh, it was i forgot but yes it was i have been so that on my um lfc account that's currently scheduled because because this this message came up and I thought well that doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, I I sort of messaged the club and they basically said well yes you um you because I couldn't go for for whenever it was and then the Queen died so I had put that ticket on ticket exchange I think anyway whatever. Um, and, and then it said it came up and sort of said, oh, well, you know, you've done this with the 31st of May 2023. And I thought we don't have a game on the 31st of May 2023. And I messaged the club and they went, oh, yes, no. Well, so provisionally, I, look, they might fit it in somewhere else. But that ultimately could end up being our last home game, despite the fact that technically our last home game, I think, is home against Villa. Or something on like the, you know, twenty, uh, whatever, is it nineteenth, nineteenth of May or something? Um, so I think at this point, and you know, depending on if we get knocked out of a different competition, so like if we don't, if we don't get past Real Madrid, for example, then in uh-huh. theory there's a free midweek. That they might be able to reschedule it for, but at the moment it's provisionally put in for the thirty-first of May next year. Oh wow! Okay. What's wow. on the thirty-first of May? Uh, our re our rescheduled game against Wolves. Really? So but- I maybe they've just stuck it at that date because. It hasn't been properly rescheduled yet, but that could yeah. be a distinct possibility. Bearing in mind that the Champions League final isn't until June the tenth. Oh, really? Yes. That's weird because it usually is around my birthday, which is the twenty no thirty first of May. <laughs> yes. So it's 10th, late. tenth oh. of June. Because mm. I, and and if we do get to Istanbul, I can't go because my friend's getting married. Oh yeah. And, oh, that's right. So anyway, that's that's you know I won't worry about that now. If we if we get to Istanbul, that that you know then fantastic. That will be you know even though I can't be there, it, I, I'll still be delighted for us to have got to another Champions League final. So anyway, not to worry. But yeah, so so I don't know when that Wolves game is going to be at all um at the moment and uh, you know and that's assuming not you know nothing else goes wrong <laughs> between, <laughs> between uh. so anyway 
Um, yeah, so so Real Madrid, obviously, in the in the Champions League. We've got Man City in the League Cup. And then, you know, once we come back, then we'll obviously get the FA Cup. So we'll, you know, the third round of the FA Cup. So we'll see um, where we get that. But, of course, in between all of that, and I think, you know, we can all say we were fairly, fairly shocked. We also lost our um, home record under Verge where he'd never been on the losing side in a Premier League game at Anfield. Yeah. Uh... Of all teams. Um, now... And against that team, you know, not nice. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I know, I know, Randy. I I feel for you, okay? (laughs) I really feel for you. Uh, Yeah. Your ex-husband's team, I'm... (laughs) I wish I could change it, but but I can't. Um, are there any are there any like silver linings at all out of that? Anybody got anything for me? <laughs> uh, n- n- no. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking. Well, you know, pressure's off now. You know, records yeah. off. Don't have to worry about it. And not that I was worried about it, but no. um, it's not not something that people keep going on about anymore. Um, but I, do you know what the weird thing is that I thought if the record was going, and I know it's not the Premier League, but I thought if Verge was going to lose at home, it would probably be against Napoli. In the exactly. League. It should have been more than Leeds, you know. I mean, credit, yeah. give credit where credit's due, but, oh, and I But I isn't this too. odd season so far? I mean, it looks like our season so far. You, you beat yeah. the team that nobody else has uh, been able to beat in Europe. You beat them, but then you yeah. go and lose for, like, a lower table league in England. You know, it's, it's been our season so far. So let's turn it around now, then. Let's do something else after the break, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> right? That would be well, nice. Because Leeds is a, an interesting. Go on. Oh, Leeds is an interesting team in the sense of, like, they for some reason, if you look at them, they end up, they can't play the lower league teams. That's why they're so far down. But yet they play us or a big team, and they get these big results. They're just one of those teams that, and I apparently this year that's our little bogey team is. Is, is Leeds and unfortunately that day when we were watching it there was a the, the one Leeds supporter of all of San Diego County shows up and he was so obnoxious I, it was so distracting and so obnoxious and then the weird part about it was he um, he for whatever and he's English he hates the fact that I don't know if, it, if it's the fact that it's an American coach or this particular coach. So first he's, you know, trying to wind me up, and I'm like, not happening. I'm not going to go there because I really didn't think we were going to lose in the first place. Then they scored, <laughs> and you know he's acting like I'm the big I am and this whole thing. And I was like, game's not over. Then we score back, and he's totally changed his tune. And he's like, yeah, well, saw that coming, and you know we're not going to win. And so he goes down this whole sourpuss thing and how. You know, I want us to lose because then they'll fire the coach. The coach needs to go. This whole time he's like bitching about the coach needs to go, and uh-huh. he doesn't want want to win. And I'm like, what kind of player, like, like supporter are you? And then of course 
in the end, he's dancing around, you know, yeah. we beat you, we beat you. You know, it's just like, <laughs> oh, what a sad he character. Most, he is so obnoxious that, like, I left more pissed off, not because we, you know, we lost. It was that guy just it got to cute. me. Oh, I was just like, oh. And I, and I thought about it. And I was like, he showed up last season when, you know, Leeds. Because I, I was like, why is this familiar? This, of course, we won last time. But he, oh, God, I just want to ban him. Not that I have any right to. But it was, he's one of those people <laughs> that just gets under my skin. And I just want to smack him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I rant over. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. They, they do seem to have a. Uh, uh, you know, an abnormally high level of obnoxious fans. And to be <laughs> fair, you know, my like my my nephew is also a Leeds United fan, and he's he's lovely. Um, and you know, and he hasn't said a word to me. Do you know what I mean? It, uh, it, it, yeah. Circumstances, you know, we we'd sort of chat, and he hasn't he hasn't said a word. Um, and and he and he's very sweet that way. You know, we we don't kind of you know take rub it in. There might be a little bit of banter, but but generally we're very respectful of each other when it comes to the thing. And gen and to be fair to him, he generally never expects Leeds to win against Liverpool. So I think my, maybe still in shock. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, you know what? Every team has obnoxious fans, and every team has lovely fans because they did yeah. show up with a with a wreath, and and you know they did yeah. do some respect. And I actually have a mate who's um, he's Scottish, but he's a Leeds fan. And, you know, we had a little banter back and forth, but he was actually really, really great. And bless yeah. his heart, he was in Scotland for his niece's wedding and he ran into or met up with one of my, a friend of mine who's actually a Chelsea fan. And when I was there in May, he brought, I had, I had bought some stuff and it was, you know, too heavy to carry. He goes, we'll send yeah. it back. So they just didn't get around to it. So I had a Chelsea, a really good Chelsea fan and a Leeds fan both bring back Liverpool stuff for me. It, it, oh. went, it went from from Liverpool to to um to Cardiff, Cardiff to to Scotland, Scotland to to um Leeds, and then California went to Ventura to me. So it, it made its rounds, and bless them, they you know they they knowing it was Liverpool stuff, they still sent it to me. So they're not all bad fans. No. So no. shout out to my boys, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. That's that's really really sweet. Um. But you know, we've we've had that kind of performance in us this season for whatever reason. You know, we've talked about, you know, the, the lack of a break and just, you know, mm -hmm. being completely rinsed after sort of going through every single possible game last season, one thing or another. So, you know, I, I'm uh, that's partly why more well, mainly why I didn't want Trent in the England squad, but you know, we are where we are. Um, you know, of of the ones that we have picked that have been picked though, so um, we've got Alisson and Fabinho going away with uh, Brazil, the Celisau. Mm -hmm. We've got Trent and Henderson, um, neither of who I think will play very much, but, you know, whatever. They're with England. Then we've got Canate, who's going away with France. Van Dijk with the Netherlands. And then we've got uh, Darwin, who's going with Uruguay. So... Of those teams then, so Brazil, France, Netherlands, Uruguay, England, uh, have I missed anybody? No, I Brazil? think that's... No, no. So no, Brazil... Brazil first. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. first, yeah. 
Brazil, Netherlands, France, Uruguay, or England. Um, just as a bit of fun, who do we think is going to go furthest in the World Cup? Randy. I think maybe France or Netherlands. I'm not sure about Uruguay, unless, of course, Nunez scores every match. That would be nice for him. <laughs> <laughs> but France and Netherlands, I think, is going to be uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You can never rule out Brazil, though, can you? It's just that they seem to be very weird. It's like they're, they're a bit of moody and they're a bit, you know, you never know about them, do you? No, I don't. I don't think they're um, they're they're not as kind of well. So I don't think they're like favourites, favourites for mm. for this World Cup. But you know, they they have so much talent in the country, you can't necessarily rule them out. That mm. I think I think France is a decent a decent shout. I mean, they've got some hugely talented players in their squad, um, and I, I was think, really happy for Conaté though. But- it was so yeah. nice for him. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I'd probably go along with you on on France. Or, um, I think might go might go the furthest. So that that would probably be my shout. Amy Kate, who of, of the teams our players have been selected from, who who do you think will go furthest? <sighs> well. So my, my guy's trying to wind me up with England, so I don't want to have to deal with the banter. So I don't want them to go very far, and I want our boys to come home. Um, yep. So they're out. I live. My roommate is French, so I just cannot deal with that because he doesn't <laughs> care about football. And then he's one of those obnoxious, you know, fans <laughs> yeah. that comes out only during the World Cup, you know, and rubs it in. So I, I just want them to go away. I just, oh. So I'm, I'm, I'm more of who I don't want to. And it's, yep. and um, but like I I, well I guess Please I don't know who will, it. but who I'd like to see because they haven't and they have so much talent, and they're always like a runner-up or never really, they just never quite get there. So I'd like to see the Netherlands go, because okay. there's no way the U.S. is going to get that far. I mean I hope we do well. Don't come yeah. wrong. I want to see us. I'd like us to get out of the the group stage and mm-hmm. and I would love to see us beat England just because. Yeah. You know um. Just, just, just to rub it in a little bit, just because. Um, <laughs> I think I think we will. You know, fingers crossed. Um, not to because we've got we've got Iran, UK, and or England. It's not the UK and and Wales. And I think Wales is the one that we need to keep a watch for. Yeah. Um, yeah but they're a bit of a dark horse, I think. I for, think they're for... the, I think they're the dark horse. But I I think I'm going to go with Netherlands just because I, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with Netherlands. Oh, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I, like I said, you know, I don't. I'm not saying I want France to win it. I, but I did of of those teams. I think I would. I would like Brazil to. Pro- so you know, the sort of the 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 very small romantic part of me, and it is tiny. Um, there's <laughs> it's tiny. Something about Brazil winning a World Cup that just feels right. In a way, now mm-hmm. I don't, you know, with all of the the sort of political instability and stuff that's gone in br- with Brazil and Bolsonaro and what have you, you know, I don't want, um, you know, I wouldn't want them to win it with with him thinking he's because the Brazil shirt has become something of a <laughs> on the political football 
um, over there now. Um, sort of Bolsonaro and his supporters have tried to kind of hijack the shirt. So I don't want it to reflect on that. But there's something about <coughs> that I think it feels sort of right in a way. Anyway, um, but having said that, I don't want Alison and Fabinho there right until the end. So <laughs> um, no, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a, if, if anybody's there to the end, so you know, it, yeah. Let let let's go along with let's go along with the Netherlands. Then why not? Um, I think I think France have got good <laughs> out, but, but are you? They I'm do. You. They do. The Netherlands. <laughs> the Netherlands are always the bridesmaid, never the bride. So so why yeah. not? <laughs> um, and 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 Kim will be very excited, even though she didn't get to go on this one this time. But you know, we had her on before, and she's from the Netherlands. So yeah. cheering for my girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll try and get her on the the next one, you know, as the season restarts and after the World Cup, and then we can do a little bit of reflecting. So, um, yeah. since we are talking about the World Cup, um, shall we talk about Set Blatter? Um, and his... <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a character! Eh? What a character! Um, so. And and bearing in mind, you know, Seth Blatter is the most self-serving individual you'll probably ever hope to find, maybe other than Gianni Infantino. But, <laughs> you know, he decides, you know, uh, part of an interview to say, you know, it was a mistake for Qatar to be awarded the, the World Cup. <laughs> and they're too small and it should never have been played there. But, you know, the decision by executive committee. Now, we all we all know, you know, the the, you know, the shenanigans that went on for for want yeah. of a pure expression, but you know what do what do we think of um, Sepp's comments, Amy Kate? It's just it's a bit of a joke, isn't it? Because like this whole time for that 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 was being considered and then was considered, and then everything that happens, he steps down because everybody's calling out corruption. I mean, it's 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 almost like he's taking the piss. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, it's, oh. and again, there I'm not surprised. There is, there is a bit of that, you know, there's, there's a bit of when, when I heard the clip from this interview he gave, where he sort of said, well, you know, it was a mistake and it should never have gone to Catalan. And we're like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You know, yeah. What was your first clue? Um, and bearing in mind, he was saying that his, because his dream, you know how he goes on, because it's all about him. His dream was that it went to Russia. And then it went to the USA in 2022. That was his thing. So it was like, you know, for him, the perfect juxtaposition. And he pretty much, I'd say guaranteed, but promised, you know, the the, the American, uh, fed, well, not, not is it CONCACAF or anyway, whatever, whichever yeah. one. Um, CONCACAF. That basically, yeah, that, you know, they were getting the votes and the 2022 World Cup thing. So the reason I I think part of the reason he said it was a mistake is because basically he had egg on his face because he promised something he could then no longer deliver. I'm not sure. Mm. he. I don't know how much he really believes because he's taken no personal responsibility for any of this, obviously, because that's set flatter. He's, you know, he's sort of gone back. Well, no, no, it's nothing to do with me. I don't take any blame for it. But it was a mistake mm. by the FIFA executive committee of which he was the president and sat on and had a vote. But it was nothing to do with him. So, um, Brandy, yeah. what's your view 
<laughs> What's your take on this? I think it's absolutely uh, unbelievable how he now certainly uh, portrays himself as some sort of a whistleblower whilst yeah. not saying anything against the corruption that he's been leading for 17 years. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa, he does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Before that, you know, uh, all of a sudden now, because all the talk is about human rights and corruption, he goes, he's the good guy in a way. So it's like you said, it's all about him now, all whitewashing himself and all the rest of it and blaming others whilst he was actually (laughs) in charge. It's, It's ridiculous, isn't it? And uh, and all the documentaries uh, roaming around now about all what's behind the scenes and and uh, whatnot. So um, it is a shit show, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's, it's a bit embarrassing, really. Everything about it, I think. So um, it's weird. I, I can't really be into the football because it's so much stuff in the way. Um, but at the same time, it's always been about money. It's always been about the the big uh, uh, totalitarian states having all these big tournaments, you know, Russia and China, and, and they're not good guys either, you know. So, no, it's just... I mean, I didn't think it should have gone to Russia in 2018 either. I thought it was no. a terrible, a terrible no. decision. Yeah. Um, but again, it come, you're right, it comes back to money and the confederations and, um, you know, the, this line that FIFA also always used to roll out about, you know, expanding the football family. Yeah, um, sure. They're code for fucking backhanders and, and you know, paying off certain people or, or you know, um, expanding their development funds in inverted commas to, to mm. guarantee votes from, from, you know, member countries within certain federations. So anyway, it, yeah, I mean, this is, this is the first World Cup, I can say, honestly, that I will probably watch the least of. Me too. It's not that it's not that I didn't watch games in Russia. I did, um, but the, the, and and Russia are, is a pariah state. Um, but it, it it didn't feel like it was quite as bad. As it is no, there. exactly. I think we're used to it more. You know, used to China and Russia and all the rest of it. But did you see that thing about they had to uh, Qatar had to have a women's team to be able to uh, say that they are actually. In, into football. So they started the women's team and apparently they played a couple of matches before they got the, the, the World Cup. And then since, it's like, so what happened to them now then? <laughs> well, they banned well, them. nobody's they, seen them. No, it was just, it was just a, you know, it was just a, a show off. 
Oh, yeah, it, it, that's exactly what it was. It was just it's embarrassing. PR. Yeah. You've got all the stuff around, you know, human rights, the migrant workers, well, actually indentured slavery mm-hmm. that's going on in their country with, you know, people not getting paid, having their passports taken away, being put into debt, you know, being worked like slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the whole thing around, you know, it's Ill- illegal to be gay um, or, or, you know, bisexual, trans, whatever it might be. Um, you know, it's it's an it's an absolute disgrace, and they don't even have a professional league. That's no. the, you know, it, it everything you has to be a requirement. Yeah, well, I'm well, sure they have it on the paper, but you know, like the women team is on the paper. Yeah, they and and all of the games are in Doha, right? So it's not you know because there's one one of the few things I agree with Seth Blatter on. It's too small. You know, they're yeah. on. They haven't built the stadia anywhere else. It's all in Doha, so you're all you're like a captive audience um, in there. And and I I mean I for my mind I hope just just because the the whole stink around it I hope it is the least watched, the least mm. streamed, um, and the least attended World Cup ever. Um, because that agreed. In my view, and that's yeah. not to reflect upon the teams going there. Do you know, they have no say. The actual players who play yeah. for the national, team, they have no say in where games go to, right? And where the World Cup goes to, uh-huh. they just have to turn up and play. Um, but I do think you know there are teams out there that want to make a statement, and obviously FIFA's not allowing them to. So the Danish team, for example, because it's Hummel, isn't it? Is their yeah. brand? They got the and blacked they, out. Uh... They had the blacked out shirts, which FIFA have refused to let them wear. Yeah. Um. Because no, they had ones that had sort of like messages in like really, really subtle thing. They couldn't say that. So I don't know if they're going to be allowed to wear the blacked out ones. Um. And there's other, you know, there's there's other brand, you know, the the Gareth Southgate sort of said, oh, you know, they're going to wear like the one love armbands or what have you and yeah. this, that and the other. I mean it's all it's all, you know, much of a muchness really. But um yeah, I, I hope it is uh it won't be a financial disaster for Qatar because they're rolling in money, but it might be a financial disaster for some of the sponsors. Mm. And and that's that's the only way you can really hurt FIFA is if you hurt their sponsors. And if yeah. they get, if they get a, a you know, like a bad reflection on their brand for being, you know, all over the World Cup in Qatar. Because if you've got brands like, I mean, I don't know if it's Coca-Cola or what have you, you know, Coca-Cola, and I'm just using that because it came off the top of my head, you know, they project themselves as inclusive and this, that and the other. Mm. (laughs) But they're, you know, they are promoting their product in a country that has, you know, like zero, basically zero human rights. Um, so, you know, it, I'm sure it's not the first time. And, and like I said, I'm just picking on Coca-Cola because it jumped in my head. But, you know, whether it's, I don't know, Ford, whether it's Heineken, whether it's, I'm thinking of Champions League brands, to be honest. Is it plus <laughs> the World Cup? I don't know. Anyway, whoever it is, the only way you hurt them and, and try and make this better is if you hurt the brands themselves. And the yeah. sponsors then put pressure on on FIFA in terms of their in terms of their processes. But 
you know. Yeah, but you're completely right. Is all all it takes is for for somebody to feel the money lost some way yeah. or another. But but can I just say, have you have you registered on on Twitter that uh, they are sending out all these fan um, fan videos of fans apparently now pouring into Qatar from all the different countries? Have you seen that? Because that is absolutely so funny. Because of course it's not fans; it's all the uh, migrant workers in Qatar that's been dressed up in in completely new, completely similar shirts from each country, and they have music and they are dancing around, filming it. And they're so happy and cheerful. And you have to have a look at the British one because apparently all the English fans are Indians. They're from India. <laughs> it's so oh funny. my god! You wouldn't believe it. It's so funny. And this Danish guy that started to post it, and it was a long thread on on Twitter. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen the Danish one yet. I really wonder what they look like. You know, <laughs> it's so funny. And it's actually very embarrassing, of course. But it is so mad that it's actually funny, you know. Well, it, it is and it isn't. Because that, that I mean, you know, it, and this is the thing. I am I am genuinely thinking. So I need to, I need to stop messages. But I am genuinely thinking about coming off Twitter. Um, yeah, Twitter is another story these days, isn't it? It is now. Now that Elon Musk has bought it, and it, and it seems to be using it as a play toy for him to promote the Republican Party in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me sick. I, I just, I uh, there, there are other social media platforms, and I, I'm going to investigate. I think it's called Mastodon. Is the is the one that a lot of people are are going on to because it's yeah. It's, by I, I think it's created by one of the original people behind Twitter, and it's and there's no one single owner of it. Um, anyway, yeah. I, I just sort of mentioned that in passing. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, it's not going to happen immediately, but I do, I do. But it's a I bit confusing, pretty, though, isn't it? You have yeah, to choose I, a server and stuff. I don't know what to choose. Yeah, although <laughs> apparently, ultimately, you you end up going on all of the different servers. But I think a lot of people, if you could choose the social server, that kind of gets you across different things. I think. Okay. Like I said, I have to investigate more, so it's yeah. not going to happen immediately. But I'm feeling more and more uncomfortable with what's happening with Twitter. Um, and I'm not sure that I I will be on there long term but you know as and when i change that that that's fine um i'll let i'll let you all know yes please (laughs) yeah definitely in terms of in terms of you know promoting stuff certainly in the short term we'll we'll carry on doing what we're doing um so yes so it's i i hope it is uh, from a sponsor and from a tv thing i hope it's an absolute disaster this world cup um but you know, I do know some people who were going. Um, oh, my, my friend, yeah, my my friend's husband is, uh, you know, he he's he's going, and a couple of friends and what have you. And I said to her, "Really, you're going to Qatar?" And she went, "Not my idea." She said, "We they were going to go to Dubai, and then because he's he's like a big England fan, and they were going to try and like go, you know, going from Dubai to the uh-huh. to the different games in Qatar that managed to get." things anyway i don't know they've done i think they've done some they found some deal or something or other and i mm. they're doing massive deals to try and get people to go to qatar they i are what's happening to try and persuade people to actually come 
to the country because I don't think a lot of people have, have you know chosen to do that um so that so I think they are you know they're doing some like ridiculous deals to to in yeah. uh, they're paying people to come aren't they 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 are actually yeah. and and That's um, ridiculous. I I know a bunch of people are going because I'm one of the original people from the fan movement FIFA fan movement so there is a group I could have applied I want nothing to do with it I yeah. I just you know I'm not gonna yeah you know, why would as a woman there's no reason I want to be there so um, even if I could afford to go right but there's a bunch of so so our at least in America the supporters group for the country is the American outlaws. Each, you know, each country has their own group and there's chapters all over. And I know people that are very heavily involved in that. They, they were being offered free everything because they're trying to get people to go. Um, And, and there was a bunch of talk. If you go, you know, um, that's wrong. And, and, you know, there was a lot of backlash because we, as a, as a country think it's wrong to even go. So there's a lot of people that are, you know, basically harassing other people on social media if they actually take this opportunity yeah. to go. And and I, I actually, I don't have a problem with people. I mean, I don't want people to get uh, harassed to the point that they're being, you know, death threats or anything, but no. I, I don't mind a little pressure telling people this is not okay. Free, free trip. To the, like there's so much more behind this. Hey, and then look. of course I also know that there's, I know people that are going and they're actually really excited. And I've had, had some of the the fan movement. Oh, are you coming to Doha? And I'm just like, no, nope, sorry, can't make it. But I don't want to go. I just, oh, mm. I have no desire, and I've kind of taken the stance of, so, in 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 America after Vietnam, that the the, you know, troops that came back got spit on and treated really horribly. Yeah. My my dad was one of those people, and so when we had the the you know, the, the wars in, um, in the nineties with, um, the, the Gulf Wars is what we called yeah. it. I don't know what you guys called it. It, yeah, it was changed. The Gulf Wars as well. Okay. So what changed was we might not support the war, but we support our troops. So I'm like not supporting this world cup or that country, but I'm supporting our, my, my players yeah. because, and, and when I say players, not just the United States, my Liverpool players as well. So I am going to limit what I'm seeing. I'm not going to buy any merchandise. I'm not going to spend any no. money on, on that, but I, I'm going to support our boys, you know, and, yeah. and that's as far as it goes. That. And I've got, I've got no, no issue with that. And it, you know, and it's a personal choice. People want to go, they want to go, you know, yeah. I don't want to, I've got no interest in, in going there to, to put my hard, hard earned money or give any legitimacy to, to this this particular World Cup now, 2026. However, um, because on one of my like sporting bucket lists, I think we mentioned is I want to go to a World Cup. So yeah. to me, you know, USA, Canada, and Mexico is a brilliant opportunity Yay! for me. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so two two of different speak English, which you know I don't I don't have a second language. You know, unlike Randy. Who can speak Norwegian <laughs> and English and possibly something else as well? I've got right? a smattering. <laughs> I've got a smattering of words in about six different European languages. <laughs> um, so, so I, but I, I love the idea of protect because I, I, I mean, I may get there between now and then. But I've never been to Canada properly, and I've only ever been to a border town, 
like you know when i was in arizona or california i can't even remember which one so i can't even <laughs> say i've properly been to mexico um and obviously i've been to, so i do quite like the idea of a trip around the world cup in 2026 oh that'd be good well let's talk about that later yeah yeah i got a friend that's from mexico you know my brother's, my brother's, my stepbrother's wife, she's from Mexico. So she's inviting me there all the time. And I go, yeah, maybe that would be a good time. Randy, we, this, this sounds like the start of a trip. May I <laughs> <It does. laughs> Look at that. Oh my God. We need to, we need to come back to this. Right. Yes. So, um, so we're coming to the end of this pod, ladies. So we, we went on a, off on a slight tangent. Right. Any other business? Randy, let me start with you. Uh, well, it has to be. Uh, well, first of all, of course, let's let's make sure that all the players not going away somewhere, have a good time together and and, and yes. get back to winning ways in between themselves. And, uh, of course, then it is the... Um, the transfer market coming up again that I think we absolutely need to do some smart moves, but but what's mm-hmm. going to happen, I don't know. But but that's what I'm sort of looking forward to before it all goes shebang again and we're back. <laughs> yep. No, I, I agree. Um, I, I, I would also just mention uh, Arthur, Arthur Mello. Is, is, he, is he the next Ben Davis? Is he just like... Is he a figment of our imagination? Oh I know. God, he got I forgot injured. about him. Oh, I know he's he, injured. He got injured. He got a, like a thigh, but he was doing rehab. Do do we do we think we'll ever see him before he goes back to to Juventus or wherever the hell we got him from? Because I, I can't remember. Was it like half a year or a year on loan? Because if it no, was half a year, we might not be able to see him. No, it was a year's loan. Okay. I'm sure sure it was a full full season loan but i i agree with you i think i think january could become uh interesting um okay yeah uh, and i agree with you i uh, so whilst i know salah's disappointed well gutted that uh, egypt isn't there yeah. he at least gets a month off i know we'll be going to dubai and everything but i'm delighted for him for people like um uh you know robertson um you know for for um oh god tiago and people mm. like that to, to, to have some time obviously we've got diaz and jota you know in rehab and and one thing and another so fingers crossed you know when we do get back and reconvene we haven't had any serious injuries from any of our players who did get picked and actually the ones who remain here are are in you know healthy and and raring to go Amy Kate, any other business? So I have two things. Um, I guess I just want to say, like, what, you know, with with the the rumors of the club having, being put up for sale, I'm just wondering Mm -hmm. what, how that's going to go. I mean, we could sit here and speculate all day long, so there's no point. But, um, I mean, I'm under the impression that it's being spun to that they're up for sale because they did this, but it's really what they've always been saying that they're always up for, um, for investors. And I'm hoping that's the case because I really think even though FSG have made a few mistakes and big mistakes, mind you, um, I think they've really done really good for Liverpool. And I'm not keen on having, I think they've been very decent owners. Yeah, I do too. 
first. I think they've been very decent. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm I'm not an FSG out person basically, and it's not because they're American. It, it's but it is a bonus in the fact of what they've done, and and all the opportunities that we've seen. Um, I really don't want it to go to a, a an oil owner or you know some state. prince some prince that yeah uh in the middle east so, yeah. or or big china owner so i'm i'm really nervous to see how all that pans out and then the other thing i wanted to bring up was um you know me i'm always supporting the women um so the if you don't know and this is actually a really fun show to watch like a half an hour and it's on youtube but lfc women have a have a show it's been on for about a year and a half and they get together and they talk about all different things and it's the players that sit down mm. and, and, and talk and it's a really cool, fun thing and you get to kind of know um, the LFC women and, and so I just kind of wanted to put that out there and, you know, check it out. It's free on, on YouTube, so okay. um, well, yeah, it's really cool. Cool. Well, um, if you, it, when we when we put this out, if you send a link, we can do that when we, when we uh, promote this pod as well we can sure. uh, if you're interested in the women you know here you well, can watch them on youtube yeah they're actually on the lfc youtube channel with all the other lfc stuff so you don't even have to oh, go cool. which is great and i'm glad they did that that they put it together so it's like you not have to go to the women's thing it's you know a women's page it is all with everything so um Perfect. it's on the lfc channel that's good. Well, just just shows that I've I've not been consuming huge amount on the LFC channel recently. So. <laughs> okay, no, that that's right. And and in terms of the in terms of the club being up for sale, yeah, I mean they I so I don't think what they've said is any different than what they said before. I guess the the question is the intent behind it. How much more serious are they? Because we, we, you know, we've had other, you know, we know we've got LeBron James. We know we've got the guy who was sort of behind uh, Moneyball and what, you know, there's various different people who've taken a share yeah. in, in different things. But, you know, the good news, I suppose, from the, from the point of view is that China has banned um, any of its things sort of taking like an external stake in things like that. So it wouldn't be Chinese ownership, I'm pretty sure. Um, so that, which, That's you know, is not. Is a small is a small mercy, but you yeah. Know, in terms of what they bought the club for versus what Liverpool and everything is worth now, I mean, you know, we're talking if Chelsea sold for. Um, bearing in mind there was there was a there was a proportion of money put aside for kind of debt and everything. So basically, Chelsea sold for just under like it's like two point eight billion, right? If Chelsea's worth two point eight billion, we've got to be worth you know, three and a half to four. four. <laughs> yeah. And I think I saw that it was it was estimated about four billion. I yeah. think I saw that somewhere. Uh, actually multiple places I saw that. I yeah. I didn't dig into it to see how they came up with that or anything like that. But but um and, and but great you but think about the, the ethos of the club, the city, um the manager as well as mm. um you know they're they're you know, Liverpool as a city and, and the bulk of its supporters, I would say, have, you know, quite left-leaning principles um, or, or, you know, I wouldn't hesitate to use the S word. But and, and I do think that 
it would sit very uncomfortably with us to to be funded by a petro state um mm-hmm. now every team every support of every team wants us to have the money to go out and buy whoever we want whenever we want and <laughs> not adhere to financial fair play but actually yeah I, i'm not saying financial fair play is fit for purpose but you can't have we already it's already too skewed towards um you know the 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 man cities and and you know up and coming newcastle and the psgs actually you need to have some controls in place so you know i'm not sure there is anybody you know sitting around with a spare 4 billion in their pocket but i would be in you know i'd be interested to see who was interested because this this next if and i don't know whether it means that fsg set fully away or they just dilute their percentage ownership and become a minority stakeholder rather because i'm not sure that they would divest their own thing because it's it you know liverpool fc will still make the money and mm. ultimately they're in the business of making money but you know t- time will tell but that it, it will be the most important decision if they mm. are serious about divesting their whole um ownership of it um in terms of us keeping the manager that we've got because i don't th- i i don't think it would sit comfortably with him if i i mean you know we've talked about uh you know qatar we've talked about um saudi arabia if it was i don't know kuwait or do you know what i mean some kuwaiti oil shake or mm-hmm. you know some some kazakhstan multi-billionaire or something um I, I don't think I don't think it would sit particularly comfortably, and and I think we we ignore that at our peril. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That, no, you have a good point. You have a good point. Completely follow you on that one. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, at first I really felt like, oh God, here we go again, and and what happens is something gets leaked, and then everybody else wants to be a part of it, so it just gets worse, and it, it becomes this big <laughs> shit show, and so this. It's gotten really frustrating, you know, because of all of it. At least me personally, I'm like enough already. But yeah, I am concerned at the same time. Um, I really thought that they were dedicated. You know, they they bought um stakes in, and I don't know to what degree, but they bought Pittsburgh Penguins. They bought you know the Liverpool. That then then is it Redbird? Do I have that right? That's where LeBron breaks yeah, in. Investments or something, yes. Yeah, and so they're the ones with is it AC Milan? I'm sorry, I might be a little off here, but there's a connection there through through Redbird, and I'm I'm rumors is that supposedly, and because I don't pay attention to this, this, this might not actually be a rumor that Las Vegas is going to get a basketball team, an ex- an expansion team, or possibly okay. somebody's relocating, and they're possibly looking at that, but. I don't even know if that's true, but I just don't see them wanting to get out of such a lucrative um, no, know, thing for them. Not, and yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And Boston Red and Sox about, and Liverpool are very similar. They are. They are very similar. In, in, and, the, in, in the passion of what it means to the city, what it means to the people. And that was one of the reasons I was really excited that they were going to come on, especially after the horrible you know, Americans yeah. before that, that they got what Liverpool was about. Um, 
you know, for the most part, again, they're American businessmen and, and it's a totally different animal here. But yeah. I, I don't, maybe I'm going to have to eat my words, but I don't think that that's their goal is to get out completely. And I hope that's not the case. I hope they're just really trying to, you know, diversify so, so they can be the, the they, they see the potential yeah. in other sports and they need to, you know, maybe relinquish a little bit. In, in all the different places so that they can add one more. And that's, that's where I'm going with it. Now I could be so off base here, but I, at least that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Well, only, only time is going to tell, but um, yeah, yeah, it's, um, exactly. it's, it's interesting times. Uh, let's, let's say yeah. that. that, that is, that's a true statement. <laughs> Never a dull moment for the LFC. <laughs> no, no, gosh, yes. we don't make things easy, do we? No, that's, that's the Liverpool way. <laughs> that's the Liverpool way, and that's that seems like a perfect way to end this pod, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the Liverpool way. Um, so thank you both very much for your uh, contributions and insights um, on this latest pod. We've loved talking about so many different things in here. Um, Thank you, listeners, for uh, bearing with us. Hopefully you're pleased that you're getting another one in quite quick succession. And we'll certainly be looking to do our next one probably um, in early January when when we're back in the Premier League. And we can also uh, reflect on the our draw, um, our upcoming game in December against Man City in the League Cup. So no doubt we'll talk to you then. So um Enjoy the World Cup if you're watching. Um, if you're celebrating Christmas or any of the other festivals over that period, then we hope you enjoy those. Stay happy and healthy. And we shall talk to you again very soon. Thanks and bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.